Welcome to Psychos and Sociopaths. Today we're going to talk about the awkward elephant in the room where Johnny decided to trim his freaking beard. Dude, I'm looking. The entire time I was like, I, I, I can't do it. He looks like a little child now. Dude, I cut four inches of length off of this thing. Are we really want to go there? We're not at the five minute mark. Um, we'll go there. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, because I mean, quite literally and figuratively, I mean, I'm past four inches hanging. So beard and otherwise, I'm just saying, putting it out there, guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's not. We're not going to talk about Johnny's uh, beard for the rest of the uh, thing. <laughs> We're going to talk. No, okay, so let's address it real quick. Okay, so, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, I did cut my beard. I didn't cut it all the way off. I have not been without a beard. Now I can't hear myself. Um, I haven't been without a beard since 2013, and unless... There we go. All right. Yeah, unless the job requires me to shave, I'm just not going to do it. But just working out in this heat, dude, it's... Dude, it's murder. I, I literally rang my beard out, like, and like, oh, sweat it. dripping from my beard. And I'm I sitting, totally believe you on that one. I'm sitting there going, "What in the world?" So I got to do a new. Well, well, and we also got new mics, so I, I haven't been really doing a sound check because I kept the. Well, I can hear you just fine. So yeah, but yours is coming off really good. Well, that's just because I have that re, you know that rich radio voice. Why? Well, uh, when we put up the. Uh, yeah, when we put up the the flag for the for we the soundproofing, to, yeah, it'll be fine. Well, not even that. We need to do we need to do a uh, re sound check because when I when we did the uh, uh, the con, yeah, I don't know where all the lines are. Oh, groovy! So, right. so we just need to recalibrate for the studio. Yeah, gotcha. It's one of the curses but benefits of doing everything uh, that we do. Uh, but it's one of the curses and I just, I set everything up and I pretty much, I was like, you know, I got to thinking too, like if you can go back on, uh, like onto YouTube or whatever to edit the description on that video for the Comic-Con, just put in the description. We do not own the rights to the music. No, uh, even better. This is, this is how I fixed that problem. Okay. Uh, you can, you now, if you have, if you have something like that, mm-hmm. you, they, They'll mute, mute the song. Okay, cool. So it, it's it's already it, if we want it, I think I did it. it it's pretty interesting. Okay, uh, well. the new stuff they're putting out because a lot of people are are getting, uh, like it'll be music in another room and the stuff picks it up and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. we're we're that that episode is monetized now because I fixed the problem. Okay, cool. Yeah, like because uh, I had an Instagram post. That got taken down a couple of weeks ago, and it was a, it was uh, from like three years ago, three four years ago. Um, my youngest son Reagan was in the back seat of my uh, old car, my Forerunner that I had, and there's a song by Ed Sheeran called "Castle on the Hill," right? Okay. And he was jamming out and singing along with it, so I recorded him recording, you know, singing the chorus. Yeah. And at the time, he was seven. And so I get, 
a notice from Instagram stating that it violated copyright laws, right? And the Warner Brothers music was disputing it and asked for the video to be pulled down. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how crappy do the times have to be for that label? For they have to sit there and go through every social media post and say, oh, well, that's our song. He can't use it. So they ask, they, they no, it, it's it's Warner Brothers themselves. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. No, it, it, it it's just Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers are having a big problem because of, uh, they're not making that much money. Well, yeah. So I mean, they gave me the chance to appeal. So I was like, all right, look, he was seven at the time, singing the chorus to one of your songs by one of your artists because he enjoys it. And I was thinking to myself, you know. Y'all just need to get over it. It kind of a thing. I said, I'm not, I'm not taking the video down, and I don't see any reason why it needed to be pulled in the first place. And so after a couple of days, I'd, I'd already kind of forgotten about it. And then I get a notification on my Instagram that I had won my appeal and that my video had been reposted. So I was like, wow, okay, cool. So you know, I've got that memory back up on my Instagram feed. All right. But anyway, so, can yeah. You, can you hear me right now? Yeah, right I can good? hear you just fine. Yeah. I just, it's just worrying me because I have gonna... See, this is what we get for having a show where the host is the producer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it really. Man, I can't hear myself. Me... Are you sure it's not your headset? Because I can hear you just fine. No, I'm looking at the. Uh... See, I think we should totally leave this in because... Oh, we're going to leave it in. Yeah, leaving it in. I don't, I don't like... Uh, <laughs> I've been watching so many... I've been watching so... There we go. Yeah, see? I think I think this this one... I just forgot to uh, do a sound check, and I didn't uh, do the volume all too well. Oh, okay. So... All right, so... Uh, yeah, we'll leave it in because I've already, I've already seen, like, uh, other podcasts and everything like that. And they're like, you just see all the stuff happening. And I'm like, okay, so it's not just us. Yeah, it's not just us. So, uh, you know, if, for, as far as that retrospect is concerned, we're, uh, we're, we're up there with the, with, the, with the big dogs. So, yeah. Yeah, which is really sad. We're going to just hang the hat on that. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh yeah. So now, uh, John Wayne Gacy, who's we're, we're, who we're going to profile today, but uh, he was... He, he had... <laughs> he had issues. He, this was another one that I think could have been stopped if his parents weren't a douchebag. But it's one of those things you don't know until it actually happens. Well, yeah. Because his, his father was a, a, yes, a what, World yeah. War One. Yeah. Uh, he was a douchebag. Uh, I mean, literally knocked his uh, John Wayne Gacy's mom's tooth out right in front of the kid because you know that's what they used to do back then. <laughs> and we're not advocating violence against anybody. And, and another thing, his <laughs> dad. Those, those old school guys, man. I'm just telling you. Well, there, you you also also got to look at. Um, uh, not the times, just all around fuck ups. Yeah, really. Yeah. So now we're past the five minute mark. We're good there. 
Um, but yeah, no, he was born on March 17th of 1942. He was, uh, he died May 10th of 94, but, uh, he was an, he was a, uh, he was a sex offender known as the killer clown. Um, he assaulted and murdered at least 33 young men and boys. So he had a particular taste. Well, that that was another thing that, uh, wow, that really is coming in good now. But, uh, his problem, honestly was the fact is his dad basically throughout his entire life I mean if John Wayne Gatesy probably could have just been himself to the to the point to where he was I mean he was homosexual. Yeah. Uh if he was if he would have been able to actually hey you're a homosexual and be accepted that's where we wouldn't have these thirty. We might have now. Not be careful when you go down that road. If you if you if you're going to have that take, be very careful because that 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 could get sideways real quick. I mean, if the wrong. I mean, if somebody hears that, they're going to be like, "Oh well." So you're trying to say that if a gay person's not any gay person's not accepted, they have the more you know the the propensity to become a serial killer. No, that's not what we're saying. No, what I was saying is, and and, and here's the thing, John Wayne Gacy's dad. Uh, whenever he did anything horrible or anything, call him a sissy boy. He, he was always a sissy boy. He, it, and I'm not saying that, you know, if you're, you're, you're still in the closet, so to speak. Yeah. And you don't accept who you are. Well, just like anybody else that we've profiled, and I'm not trying to cut you off, but like anybody else that we've profiled on this show, they have the, 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 they have the choice. Yeah. So, you know. It, it, would it could it have been a contributing factor? Absolutely, it could have. However, he once he became old enough, he graduated high school, moved out of the house, and started living his own life. He could have, at the very least, a gotten help for it. B, he could have t- taken steps to not do the things that he did. He chose consciously to make these decisions that he was making that we're about to go over, and you know so. To to and I'm not saying that you were saying this, but to to lay that all on the fact that his dad basically mentally and emotionally and, and physically abused him his entire life. Yeah, he had a trifecta. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's. It, I'm willing to bet that there were other contributing factors as well. I mean, environmental factors, uh, exposure to certain cultures, things of that nature. And I'm not saying cultures as far as like ethnicity. Uh, I'm saying as far as like, uh, you know, like we've got our nerd culture, we've got our sports culture, we've got, you know, agricultural culture kind of thing. Killer culture, horror. (laughs) Yeah. So is is this, but but he, another thing I just wanted to, sorry, uh, I wanted to get across, is this kind of just the horror genre of our little, uh, channel? Because this is the only thing we actually do. We do murderers and killers and serial killers. But we really don't talk all too much on horror on the what the hell. No, we actually, we really don't. I mean, not unless we specifically go out of our way to go watch so a horror is, movie and then do a review on it. But past that, no. Yeah. So this is more or less the horror and uh, horror and killer genre or thriller or whatever. Yeah. But suspense thrillers. Yeah. Yeah. It was just it just popped in my head for some. But reason. Uh, he had two different uh, personas. He. Uh, 
he had Pogo the Clown and Patches the Clown, and he would go to children's hospitals and stuff like that. Um, I thought you were going to actually talk about his actual other per, uh, portrayal of uh, Jack. Oh, well, we'll get into yeah. that. But he was also a, a, uh, a precinct captain for his local Democrat Party precinct. So, you know, the fact that he's a, he, was a, he was a Democrat. So, yeah, these, these people, for the most part, run around without morals anyway. So, yeah, I went there. Okay, I, I, I shot my shot. Come at me, bro. I dare you. Come at me in the com- in the comments. Oh, you're closed-minded and you're bigoted. You know what? I mean, it- <laughs> I have a very simple two-word reply. <laughs> Fuck you. No, what, what, I, I've got the freedom of speech. It's it's our show. I can say whatever the hell I want to say. You have the you have the ability to either a ignore it, b get past it, and deal with it like a normal human being, or you could come at me like a keyboard warrior and. With 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 the relative confidence that you're not going to get punched in the mouth for it, but it's like okay. And the only reason I bring this up is because you know how the left always tries to spin it. Anytime there's like a mass shooting or anything like that, they always try to pin it. It's like oh, they were an alt right person. Well, no, fuck that. This dude, straight up liberal Democrat, and he screwed little boys and murdered them in his house and buried them under the floorboards. I said it. I went there. Come at me, I dare you. Anyways, now we're progressing. We're we're moving on. <laughs> like yeah, I had to, you, I just had to get that out of my system. I was, so. I was honestly, <laughs> I was honestly <laughs> thinking the same thing, but to the point to where, I mean, you could you could go out after the Republican side because of the whole uh, uh, Capitol Hill fiasco. No, oh, no, no, that was orchestrated by the left. Yeah, we had we had Republicans, we had we had Libertarians, we had Patriots. <laughs> Who were at the demonstration, but that thing that thing stunk of left wing conspiracy. It really did because I mean, come on, really. I am not a conspiracy. A lot of the people that were photographed inside the Capitol building, sitting in chairs that would normally would normally be occupied by representatives of Congress, not to mention Speaker Pelosi's chair. Oh my God. You know, it, they, were, they were known, A, BLM operatives, B, known left-wing crisis actors. So don't give me that. Oh, we, we, oh, no, I'm not saying don't. that until, I, uh, until they finish the evidence. I'm the type of person I like to look at every uh, ounce of evidence before I make a... Hey, I'm not saying that there wasn't some <coughs> knucklehead rednecks out there going, oh, we're going to take capital. No, but as far as, you know, laying that all at the feet of the 45th president stating that he cited insurrection. No, I don't. Just don't even try to play that card because if you're going to play that card, you might as well just go down the road that you had all these Democrat senators and representatives talking about take it to the streets and to openly defy police authority. I mean, come on. If you want, if you want to talk about insurrection, let's talk about that. But we're not making this a political show. I, today I was, I, was, I, was, I was talking about our show to, to, to some people that I work with and I had specifically told them that we have gone. Usually, we we have we pride ourselves on the fact that we've gone out of our way to stay non-political, and we just went there. So, yeah, you broke that mold, didn't you? Yeah, but but not but but we can do like the Japanese. We can fix it with with gold, right? 
Because you know how, like, they break, you know, like, if you break a coffee cup or a vase, the Japanese, like, they'll, they'll fix it with gold and they'll put it back together and it just takes on a different, you know, life. Anyways, digress. We don't, we don't have gold, so we can use, like, uh, pewter. How about that? It's real malleable. We can, we can go raid a comic book shop for some of those, like, Starfleet miniatures or Warhammer miniatures and just melt them down. We can. My, my my one thing well there's two things in this that <laughs> got so off track we did <laughs> no you did yeah. i was i was, yeah, I was right, on fine. the road and you're like look a squirrel and you grab the wheel no and that's, it that over. wasn't a squirrel that's what it was that wasn't a squirrel that's that's fine that wasn't it was. no that wasn't a squirrel so slow your roll i'm i'm owning up to this okay what is that butterfly no it was a 12-point buck sitting there in the middle of a pasture on the side of the road. I pulled off of the road so I couldn't get I couldn't get it I couldn't get fined for Yeah, but I was driving the shit show and you grabbed the wheel. This is basically what happened. I was like, "Yeah, and John Gway Gacy and then you was like, "Democrats." Okay, fine. So I jumped out of the truck, tucked and rolled. I was out of the vehicle. I was away from the side of the road. I safely shot and bagged a 12-point buck. Okay, I, I tagged it, I made sure it filled out correctly, I drug it back to the truck, I threw it in the bed, you looked at me like I was crazy, I cleared the chamber on my rifle, put it back in its case and said, okay, we can go now. I actually want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay good money to see this. My, okay, okay, talking about the, <laughs> god damn it, John. All right. So no. Okay. The one thing <laughs> about this is, okay. you know how I keep on saying that you know I'm so so scared of, uh, <laughs> I'm so scared of actually uh, giving someone some advice and everything, and then they they become like a new Hitler or some shit like that. Right. Could you imagine Jimmy Carter's wife? Because the first lady got a picture with uh, with him. Could you? I can't even imagine that. Well, you knew she was she was safe because she was female. That and she had uh, secret service around. Well, it her. doesn't matter. She would. Anyways, I was going for something else. Um, well, that so, and she did have a badge, so she was perfectly safe too. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So, uh, according to him, he committed all of his murders inside his ranch house near Norwich Village in Norwood or Norwood Park Township and. Metropolitan Chicago, Illinois. So he's another Midwesterner, right? Yeah, so there you go. Okay. Um, he said he typically. God, I, wanna, I really want to see that. You with the tuck and roll. The the oh, there's a buck, and you. I kind of. I think I could come up with a video. I'd, I'd be like, hold on, I got to go do some hot guy shit, and then I tuck and roll out of the. Yeah, totally. Well, we could do it. Okay. Okay, I got it. I got it. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it when we put the flag up and see what we can do it. But uh, can we? Have, okay. Uh, okay. All right. So so get, getting yeah, back get, on track here. Yeah. All right. So he said he would typically lure his victim into his house, um, and dupe he, him into donning handcuffs on the pretext of demonstrating a magic trick. I don't know about you, but to me. Well, he, is, was no, he was known around town as being a uh, clown and doing magic tricks and everything. So it, it made sense. But what uh, a lot of people didn't understand, it, well, everybody understand after they found out, what he would do 
is he would have the key uh, on him, unlock the cuffs and everything, going, ah, see, I got out of it. And then he was like, oh, you try. Oh, guess what? Those were real handcuffs. And you don't have the key. Guess what? Rapey, rapey time. <sighs> That's what it was. <laughs> I mean, to me, that just saw all kinds of red flags. It's like, here, put on these handcuffs. I want well, to show you a magic trick. Now. It's like, what? Well, no. that, that, that nowadays, yeah, because that. We're going to make this balloon animal disappear. What? No. <laughs> this, this is, wow. <laughs> this show has gone completely, completely down the toilet. The toilet. <laughs> What's really sad is is the comedy ones are actually the really good ones. But, w- okay. <laughs> Just like, oh, uh, okay. So, what what happened? Okay. So, off camera, I've got both of my boys here, right? Yeah. Apparently and one's almost so, dying of so, laughter. So Colin, my 12-year-old, sent my girlfriend a text and asked her to distract me. So she sends me a distracting text. Now I'm sitting here smiling like a complete and total idiot. Lost my train of thought. That's why I was sitting here typing away on my phone. And then he's like, he goes, I asked her to send it. I'm like, you saw. Suck. Oh my god. Douchebag. I, uh, I follow her TikTok. She did that before. And yes, yeah, he's aware. Yeah, she, she, she the, that day that she was sitting back there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she she sends me a text. Oh, while we're filming? While we're filming. And if you can, I, I forget what episodes it on, it, it's on. I know which one it is. But I just kind of just... I just completely... Yeah. I... I be, uh, okay. Okay. So... <sighs> wow. Another, another thing that uh, John, John Wayne Gacy was, was uh, he was a KFC manager. Actually, he owned a couple of stores with his uh, father-in-law off of his first wife. And he was making, uh, he would receive $15,000 per year, equivalent to $123,900 in 2021, plus the shares of the uh, restaurant's profit. So he actually had plenty of money. And then uh, he assaulted a Donald Voorhees, not Jason Voorhees, but Donald Voorhees, uh, he sexually assaulted his fourteen-year-old uh, Donald Voorhees, and what the hell is going on over there? I was on a roll, and then what? What? What's happening? Nothing. Just continue, please. And goddamn it, what is it? Nothing. No, just. Don't. It's fine. <coughs> I am. I am. Um, 
I'm here. I'm actively participating in the conversation. Basically got him to watch some stag films, uh, a little bit of alcohol, and then Gracie raped this 14-year-old kid, say it was for scientific research, and paid him up to $50 each. And this is several teenagers, and finally Voorhees uh, uh, went to the cops about it with his dad. And Gracie, uh, Gracie was charged with sodomy charges, and he only got like three months in prison because he. Yeah. Um, back then, he was convicted like of sodomy uh, in '68 and was sentenced to ten years, but served eighteen months. This, he murdered his first victim in '72, and had murdered twice more by the end of '75. Then he murdered thirty more victims after his divorce from his second wife in '76. What's really sad about uh, about this, though, is one of the cops didn't for like seventy three to uh, what was it seventy seven when he was actually charged. Yeah, yeah, seventy three. Well, well no, 70, no, 78. 78, 78. He was arrested in seventy eight. Yeah, um, but uh, seventy three, they kept on hearing like it, it was like that whole thing was like. For the next five years, mm-hmm. they're trying. I don't know if they were trying to build a case or what, but they were failing miserably. Yeah. And this is one of those instances where uh, they kept on going at. Uh, kids kept on coming up and saying this. And it was finally, like, the last year, the cops finally went in. And went to his house, and they said they smelt death. And one of the cops found like a hair strand, uh, and they found a uh, hidden door uh, in the kitchen. And they went down, and they he was scraping up the he, he I think it was two handfuls of dirt, and then they found a body. And then yeah. after that, they excommunicated the house and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, they exhumed the house. Yeah, they exhumed the, scro- the crawl space under the house, and they found they they found the uh, the rest of the bodies there. But uh, yeah, it he needed to be put down, and he was ultimately put to death uh, by lethal injection on May tenth of ninety four. Yeah, but. Um, and they said he spent much of his life painting, and I'm just like sitting there going, uh, "Oh no, I found out about those paintings." Yeah, well, yeah. A bunch of rich people bought them. Of course, and they did. all the victims, mm-hmm. uh, they gave them to the victims so they don't burn them to get some kind of. Because uh, they only have like uh, only 28 of the uh, victims have been identified. The other six mm-hmm. uh, happen. But no, this uh, these people. Bought all of John Wayne's Gacy. There is no John Wayne's Gacy uh, paintings anymore. Yeah, they bought them all, and the victims' families uh, burnt the uh, uh, paintings. Whew. And because of him, they have like uh, clownophobia. Because yeah, see, it takes guys like him just to screw it all up. Well, they had a. They also had a union. Uh, clown union in Chicago yeah. because Chicago they had they had a lot of uh, well there was they have a lot of the clowns uh, 
around there. Yeah. Like, that's where uh, Bozo the Clown was originated. Uh, and a bunch of other clowns. One, one clown was an alcoholic, and they had to cancel the show. But uh, what had happened was is they it, – it's, it's just one of those weird – reference and uh reference to where they had to kick them out of the union they were worried about what was going to do for the clowns and everything and a lot of people stopped getting uh clowns for parties because of john wayne gacy so basically he basically destroyed in that uh area uh, uh people's jobs yeah to where they were making you could have made i mean you go to a kid's party for what two hours you make a couple of, you make yeah. a couple of bucks, you know? Yeah. Then I mean, there's a lot of people that that was their source of income and they had to stop because this asshole decided to rape and murder uh teenage kids, uh teenage boys. Yeah. All because he wasn't um he wasn't uh I'm trying to uh, comfortable in his own skin, and his family destroyed uh, destroyed him, and he had a horrible family life and everything like that. Now I know there's there's some people that had the same uh, go through of how they're they're they had basically the same life, but they didn't go out and start killing kids and everything like that. They didn't. They didn't do ridiculous and sick stuff. Yeah, no. There, there's one guy. There's one of the kids that, great, uh, Gracie basically tortured him for probably around about forty eight hours. <clears throat> basically, what he did is he took him to the bathroom, knocked him out, uh, suffocated him in the water. Brought him back yeah, up. Him, yeah. And he just kept it up. And it, this is another one that was, it's just one of those things you just want to go out and when you hear something like this and you have all the evidence and everything or you actually see it done, you just whack the guy right there. Yeah. Well. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand how. Cops, yeah. I mean, pedo- ped- pedophiles are, are. They're wired differently. So, I mean, in, in, the, in the instance that, yeah, I mean, this dude was an, uh, he was an absolute danger. I think he might have been just wired that way to begin with. So, I mean, he could have had, I mean, because you've seen some of our, some of the, some of the people that we've profiled in this show, I mean, they've, they've, they had normal family lives. Yeah. And they still turned out, you know, screwed up from the Douche floor bags. up. You know, so his dad, his, yeah, his, his dad being a shit pump. Being, you know, the, you know, him growing up in that environment probably didn't help. No, it didn't. I mean, I'll, I'll absolutely concede that point, and I'll agree with you 100%. But I think he just might have been wired that way from the get-go. And I think because of his preferred orientation um, and the fact that he didn't feel like he had any control in his life, Huge contributors to it, because we did we don't we don't see a whole lot of him. I mean, he was divorced twice, but we don't see a lot of him. You know, of examples of him just controlling individuals. I mean, he would just 
you know, or, you know, being that stereotypical narcissist, right? No, he was a narcissist. He actually had the controls. Uh, well, he, no, no, he, no, no. I'm saying narcissist as far as, like, yeah, he would control them, but none of his victim, victims fought back. None, none, none of them tried to out him or anything like that. And then he goes on, like, this public rampage to make them look like the, you know, the aggressor. No, that was the thing. Uh, one of the kids actually did do that. He went to the cops, and the cops didn't believe him. Well, that's the cops. That's not Gacy doing it. The cops did it. No, the and, and Gracie said, I told you they wouldn't believe you. How, I, well, that's just him gaslighting. No, I'm talking about publicly him going out and just, like, uh, uh, just eviscerating that kid's, you know, uh, credibility. Okay. You know. Yeah, he never did that. Yeah. <clears throat> but as far as, you know, I mean, yeah, he would tear his victims down and be like, look, I told you they wouldn't believe you, you know this is all in your head kind of a thing. I mean, that's just him gaslighting the kid, you know, to regain that dominance over him. Okay, I see what you're going with now, yeah. You know, so, I mean... Because he really didn't have to do that. No, he didn't, but he, he got off on it. And he didn't, and he knew he didn't have to do that. Yeah, he knew He knew that, and he got off on it. He, he got off on the fact that he knew that he didn't have to. And, I mean, well, with a lot of his victims, with this save for that one that escaped and obviously got, you know, came back to him, he he just took care of the D. I mean, he just did what he needed to do. I mean, I say did what he needed to do, but he just, in and, you know, in and out. I mean, he was very, very efficient. And it's not like, a, hey, I'm tipping my hat to you because you're just so efficient at your job. Like, no, I mean, he was, he was an efficient killer, but... He probably he probably could have gotten away with maybe like digging down underneath this house a little bit deeper and then maybe spreading you know well, pouring, he didn't, pouring lie over the he, bodies. He didn't he really no he put, he actually did pour lie. Yeah, well, yeah, because I mean, with, with twenty six bodies under the house, yeah, he just didn't do a good enough job of it. No, so. he didn't care to the point to where uh, he basically just it was basically up oh, another body down there, and. Uh, the, and to this day, no, no other uh, killer or anything like that, from what they, from our records, uh, as a single person, yeah, we know, we know some genocidal motherfuckers, but he is single-handedly the worst serial killer you could, you ever uh, come across. I mean, I. It, it, you don't want to get the murder award, but he's got the murder award. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it on this one. Because it, of all the sick and twisted people like that, I mean, I think him with the uh, uh, dating game killer. Yeah. Those are the two ones that I just, I can't believe they didn't snuff them out as fast as possible. And again, I think that this is due to the um, evolution of police work. Plus the fact that you've got these lazy, overweight, blue, you know, just miserable cops. Because, I mean, you're talking about the Chicago area. 
And anybody who talks about Chicago knows that that place is just absolutely corrupt. Yeah, from so, back in the 1920s. Well, actually, 1990s. Well, still. Yeah. It's still a corrupt place to No, be. that's where it started. Yeah. I mean, okay. it started really heavily with Al Capone. Right. And all the, uh, uh, during that time frame. And it just, it escalated way too much. Yeah. No one, nobody and, was willing to actually and unfor- step Yeah, up. and unfortunately, it, it bled over into the police department. Now, again, we're not disparaging law enforcement at all. Every every profession is going to have its bad apples. Chicago just happens to have more than its fair share. I don't think it's the cops. I think it's just the area of and the management. <sighs> okay, so let's just chalk it up to the leadership. Okay, yeah. so with with everything that's that that said, okay, the the police work in Chicago has. As far as the, I think they're just really overwhelmed. It, they are overwhelmed, but it, it, to, thought, to the it, point where you know, you get a lot of these these detectives. Yeah, I mean, they get shell shocked. You know, I mean, they, they, we well, also have most of the South Side. I mean, that that's that's technically, if you want to actually say something, mm-hmm. uh, the South Side is technically a war zone. Yeah, it is, and you know, so it's it's it's. Um, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, and, and it absolutely is. I mean, it's still the number one. It's the murder capital of the world, so, and even today. But yeah, going back then, it was just lazy police work. The detectives at that you're, point. You're right on that. Yeah, I mean. From back, from back then, the police work for them, mm-hmm. I mean, they had several indications, and they finally – did do their due diligence, but they just—I mean, there was like two or three people that show uh, that showed up at the police station. There was even a kid that went to Gracie's house at one point in time and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, but okay, so, and this is where the political side of him comes into play. Okay, now, and this is just my two cents. All right, so, stop me if you've heard this one. Because the fact that he was a captain, a precinct captain for the Democrat Party there, where he lived, okay, um, and, and I mean, he even wore a pin that said S, which meant special clearance. So he was, he was a mucky muck as far as the Democrats were concerned. And the Democrats have traditionally run Chicago, so the, the the complaints probably went up the chain, and the person, you know, saw a pair of eyes that saw it, or that that I don't want to say needed to see it. The right pair of eyes, as far as Gacy was concerned, saw the reports and said, sent the sent the reply back down the line. It says, "This is incredible." So, you know, it, it, no, what hap- What what I think is happening is, mm-hmm. and <laughs> to keep you away a little bit, a little sidestep. It might have happened that way too, but it probably happened that way because he was the pillar of a community. He was doing these clown. He was doing this clown show. Yeah, doing a lot of charity work and stuff like that. He was actually giving food to all the Leos and first responders and everything like that. And it was at that point. It's like the BTK uh, killer. Yeah, he did a lot of charity work, so he was doing good. So the eyes wouldn't be on him a lot of stuff, or they just say, "Oh no, I know John Wayne Gracie, and that's not him." <clears throat> That's how a lot of the killers actually get away with some of their stuff is because they 
act uh, uh, as a good boy for a little bit so they can divvy down and actually do the dark stuff. Yeah, but again, it's still tracking. It's it still boils down to just absolutely lazy. It, it really police is. Work. You're so, absolutely right with so, the lazy I mean, police work. He, he, they had he, like five chances. He took he took advantage of the system. He took advantage of of the the motivation that the police department, at least at the time, had. So yeah, because yeah. they were still using dental work as an identification, and I was surprised they found all twenty. Uh, they found the twenty eight that they had. Yeah, you mean yeah, the twenty six that were under the house, yeah. So, but you know, it. it point is, is that I'm glad this guy got put down. He's not breathing, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I wish, I honestly, I wish they killed him. the The execution was set for 1980, but they that they have to go through like 15 appeals. I think they should shorten those appeals. Yeah, but in the off chance, like every once in a while, you'll see these these stories out there where people get exonerated because of DNA testing. But we have DNA testing now. Yeah, I know we have DNA testing now. But in cases, I mean, in cases like his, where we had the bodies dead to rights. Yeah, and they did. You know, once once it was there like how are we going to try to explain away the fact that there was 26 bodies hiding in the crawl space of this guy's house and he admitted it yeah and he had admitted it they so should have just they just they, they, they could have they could have just expended one or two maybe appeals and said hey he did this under duress and then that could have gotten disproven very rapidly and then they could have put him on the express lane. I mean, hell, they could have shipped him to Texas. We've got a fucking express lane in, in no, our, on they, our death row here. What they should have done on this guy right here is like, okay, is the jury agreeing that he, he's a bad guy? Okay. All right. Go ahead and take him back. back. Oh, we have a line? Uh, I guess we do a lottery just to find out who's going to shoot this motherfucker. It's one of those things. Because this guy was a legitimate monster. He was. Now, as far as I know that you were just kind of kidding there, as far as, well, partly kidding about the, the lottery, we still have that clause in our Constitution that, that, that allows protections for prisoners from cruel and unusual punishment. So, I mean, that part I get. However, in his case, I think that that rule, as far as, like, for death row appeals i think it needs to be amended to be situational or you know circumstantial it's like okay well do we have do we have the forensic evidence in place yes do we have uh, a confession that was not coerced that was not under duress yes we've got these things so as long as you're checking boxes a b and c you only get two appeals well, uh, because, okay, I totally because, agree with you because, on that one. Because, that, you know, and on top of that, not only, not, I mean, you think about the savings alone. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't have to feed him as long. Wouldn't have to provide him for his health, you know, for, for, provide for health care as long. And we're going to save tax dollars by not having to clog up the court system again and again and again and again. Did and you again. see what his last meal was? The reason why I brought KFC and everything, because his last name was a bucket of KFC. Some fries, a bowl of strawberries, and his last his his last words. I wonder if they put it here because I, uh, 
I think it was your bunch of assholes. I think it it was something. Ridiculous. Oh no! His final words spoken were reported to be "kiss my ass." There we go. <clears throat> because well, the reason why that was is because the entirety of uh. Instead of you know how some of them go out and they petition, uh, not petition, uh, they gather around and they have like they had like uh, signs that says today we won't cry cry for the clown. Yeah, no tears for the clown. Yeah, no tears for the clown. Of course, you had your anti death person, you know, death penalty uh, protesters. You know, they observed a silent candlelight vigil. It's like whatever. Um, it's fine. Okay, you don't want us to put these people to death. You come in and take care of them at your at your expense. Fine, we'll take care of that right now. But after he was confirmed dead at twelve fifty eight on May tenth. His brain was removed, and it is in the possession of Helen Morrison, a witness for the defense at Gacy's trial, who has interviewed Gacy and other serial killers in, att- in an attempt to isolate common personality traits of violent sociopaths. His body was cremated. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, but, I mean, Helen Morrison, she, she's, she's a forensic psychiatrist, um, she was, she's, uh, I mean, she's really, really well educated. Um, she went to, uh, Temple. She went to the medical college of Pennsylvania. She went to the uh, Chicago, uh, psychoanalytic Institute. And, uh, I mean, she, she does a lot of work as far as like physiology or psychology and, uh, or with the psychology of serial killers. I mean, she works heavily in that area. So, yeah, I mean, it, there's got to be something physical about, you know, that differentiates his brain from other people's. And so, you know, it, I mean, there, yeah, let's, let's take his brain, slice it into slices, and try to see what we can figure out, and then just go from there. Because I, I don't think that as a race, as, as, as a human race, we're ever going to, um, you know, completely solve the mysteries of the brain. So, I mean, it's, but this dude, you're right, absolutely 100% pure, unadulterated monster. Yeah, and on a positive note, and this might sound strange as being positive, uh, because of John Wayne Gracie, uh, they actually invented the Amber Alert. And uh, Illinois' Missing Child Recovery Act of 1984 removed the 72-hour waiting period. Other states across uh, America simultaneously adopted the same procedure. And basically now we have the Amber Alert because of that, even though I turned mine off. <laughs> as soon as I get a new phone and everything like that, I, I go into the general settings. I'm like, yeah, that's going to silence because I don't. Hey, everybody else's has their stuff on theirs, but I, I just, I don't know it. I leave mine on, but I leave them on silent, but you know, for whatever reason, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those, 
what are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? Because yeah. the one time that we choose to physically turn them off or delete that feature from our phone, it'll be our kid. You yeah. Know? You know, so, I mean, I understand it, and I appreciate the fact that that's out there. You know, that, that, that the safety and welfare of kids is, is taken more seriously nowadays. And we've even got the silver alerts, but, you know, it, I don't know. I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't turn them off. I just, I just put them on silent, but because it always happens to go off, like if you're in a theater or something like that, but then, you know, then again, you're not the only phone that, that, that it goes off on. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah, this guy, he, yeah, I mean, it may sound cold, may sound callous, but I don't really care. Uh, you know, he needed to be put down and, and I'm glad that he did get put down i just wish it had been sooner instead yeah. of being a drain on society for you know 20 years yep well that's the final part of this episode and uh we'll check y'all later i'm david dickerman i'm johnny skelton and this is psychos and sociopaths good night folks